Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Boundaries podcast, a podcast where we interview faculty, students, staff, and alums of the Beyond Boundaries series of courses and the Beyond Boundaries program at Washington University in St. Louis. In this podcast, we aim to reach across the digital divide and highlight engaging stories told by Beyond Boundaries faculty and students at WashU and their ideas for future work and play. We hope to give you a window into what Beyond Boundaries is, featuring the next generation of interdisciplinary thinkers and collaborators whose aim is to leverage curiosity across disciplines in an effort to solve some of the most complex and challenging problems we face in the world today. My name is Rob Morgan, and I am the director of the Beyond Boundaries program at WashU and a teaching professor in the area of design and the performing arts department. Enjoy the show. All right, so my guest today is Maya Kovacevic. Uh, she is a incoming first year student into the Beyond Boundaries program in the proud class of 2024. Um, she uh, is from the Chicago area, suburbs of Chicago area, and I'm so glad that you're with us today, Maya. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I got the pronunciation of your name right, I hope. Yeah. Kovacevic. Uh, so it's so great to have you here because I, um, you know, I, I, I host some of these these podcasts with um, students that I know. I've known for a year now, um, and I it's for me a treat to kind of catch up with them. Like, what have you been doing? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? Um, but for students like yourself, uh, to my knowledge, I've never had a chance to face-to-face meet you. Have you had a chance to visit campus at all? Yeah, I visited in October. Oh, in October. Okay. Did we meet at that time? No, I don't believe so. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, it's good to kind of sit down and um, at least over the airwaves here, um, have a chance to uh, to get to know you. So thanks for spending the time. Uh, your essay to Into Beyond Boundaries and, and the uh, as many students know that are listening, uh, I, we ask students to answer a big question across disciplines um, that they would want to answer using two or more uh, divisions uh, at, uh, at Wash U. Uh, and those could be the, in fact, the graduate professional level divisions. If your big question touches on those, you can't take grad level classes, but you can at least go to lectures and things like that, but also the four undergraduate divisions. Um, yours was on, uh, and I'd love for you to talk about this a little more, but I find it fascinating. It's on um, basically the lack of female leadership in healthcare and how that has sort of um, hampered um, treatment of women in healthcare. Is that a fair way to kind of encapsulate your essay? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, more about that. How has that um, sort of become your, your big question, at least now? Sure. So uh, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to do like a summer internship program in Boston. And it was about like medicine and leadership. And while I was there, I listened to a few great speakers. And um, one of them kind of touched on how she felt um, very isolated in like her upper level position in one of the hospitals in the area and uh, after that like what she talked about really resonated with me and I started to kind of look into it more and kind of with my own experience and then as I looked into it more I realized that there really isn't an issue with um, women being in the healthcare field or in medicine it's more about the amount of women that are able to actually rise up to be leaders or have those positions and so the more I thought about it the thing is, is, if you don't have a seat at the table, like how can your voice be heard? And this is really important with women and like women's health care, but it also, I think, kind of touches on other diversity and the benefits that actually could bring in leadership to 
healthcare practices and innovation as well. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, your your um, your essay mentions the sort of biological sciences and mental health through PNP. We've talked about PNP on the podcast, but it stands for um, um, psychology, neurosciences, and philosophy. Um, and a lot of bright, bright students are PNP majors. Um, so, and it's it's inherently interdisciplinary. I think your your tack your in, uh, need to tackle this particular issue, I think, is um, certainly valid. Um, uh, I'm kind of fascinated by it from a, a standpoint. Uh, as I recall, I heard a podcast. Um, uh, it's a great podcast called "99 Percent Invisible." Uh, do an interview of an author named Caroline Criado Perez. And she wrote a book called Invisible Women, and it's all about how the world is designed with the 50th percentile male in mind. You know, even car test dummies are, for the most part, or at least until very recently, just, you know, one shape for the most part and didn't take into account the female uh, body structure or even pregnant women. So women are, um, sadly, as a result of that kind of um, blind spot, um, they are uh, they're they're more likely to to come away from car accidents with major injuries. Um, so, I think this yeah, is really definitely. a very prescient kind of topic. So yeah, um, so that's so. Am I kind of along, kind of following along the lines of your your ideas for your your interdisciplinary path? Let's call it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm. I definitely want to go to med school, so that's kind of like part of that as well for me. I'm definitely interested in medicine and healthcare, um, particularly like global health. And so, but I definitely noticed that I think that it's an issue that's not specifically pertaining to like the treatment medicine, but more as what can doctors do, what can organizations, health organizations do to make decisions and have these leaders be the most equipped to represent people because representation is really important in healthcare. Kind of like you said, um, you know, women were really part of or weren't even considered in clinical drug trials till the nineties. And even today we can see with like the coronavirus, it's we see those countries with the best responses, those have like female leadership because there's like inherently differences with that. So I definitely think it's important to kind of have that representation. Yeah, for sure. I would not disagree, actually. There's a lot of uh, Germany yeah. comes to mind. It's been this sort of their yeah. response has been a, um, a very well run, honestly, as best you can survive this. They've, they've taken the precautions they need to. Um, if you don't mind, this is sort of maybe awkward, but I'd love to quote yourself to you. Because <laughs> I really yeah, love totally okay. I love the last like two sentences or so of your essay, and I want to make sure everybody else gets a chance to hear it. Society tells women that we shouldn't make a scene, be angry, or threaten the status quo. Our actions and opinions should be refined, palatable. I disagree, meaning you disagree, <laughs> as, <laughs> as do I, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, in medicine and society, we cannot allow the most assertive voices to be the only ones heard. We must embrace the overlooked empathetic ones. I think that's just so great. That's so on, on point. So, and I'm just so delighted that you said yes to Wash U because we said, please come study with us. And you said, okay. Um, uh, so um, that's very interesting. So uh, are, you have uh, siblings, yes? You are a middle yeah. child, you told me? Yeah. You have two brothers, two a brother and a sister. Brother and sister. Okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if like you were the only uh, female sibling and maybe that had some play. No. 
Like I need my voice heard in this family. I'm the only female daughter. Um, so, so how have you been in, in uh, this sort of um, collective experience I keep calling it? How, how have you been in, um, surviving it, finishing high school, I presume? Yeah, uh, it's definitely been interesting, an adjustment for sure. Uh, you know, with high school now, my school's closed for the rest of the semester. So that's been huge. And then my brother moved back home from college. So now we're all under the same roof. Um, but I'm definitely just trying to keep myself busy and just not let myself fall into the trap of Netflix for 14 hours a day. Um, so I've been trying to keep up with new skills, trying to learn Italian, which has been fun. Oh, what kind of new yeah. talents have you been trying to, to pick up? Yeah, so like I said, I was trying to learn Italian, which is fun. Oh, and nice. Then, nice. Yeah, my sister is a cross-country runner, so whenever it's nice out, we try and do a couple miles and see if I can get on the running too, but that um, hasn't been as successful. <laughs> I, I think I misheard you. You said what I heard was that you were learning new talents, but what you were saying was you were learning Italian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear the Italian part. Well, that's that's a new talent for sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and you said you've been getting out there running with your sister? Yeah, that's been fun. Nice. Your brother does not attend. He's like, no. No. <laughs> He's like, y'all go on ahead. It's cool. Exactly. Nice. Did you, so you grew up uh, pretty much your whole life there in Chicago area? Uh, yeah. We spend the school years in Chicago and then um, almost every summer we've gone to Croatia. Because oh. both my family work over there. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you, uh, both your mother and father's family are from there? Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Nice. That's fun. And you said you go there once a year, usually? Uh, we try to go every summer or uh, other summer, basically, whenever we can. Got it. Got it. Well, that's fine. Well, well talk a little bit about that. What's, what is that experience like? Does it give you, um, I don't know, like a different perspective on this country, going, spending so much time back there? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that spending time, so we're lucky enough that uh, we have an apartment over there because we spend so much time there um, that we get to live there basically for like two months in the summer. Wow. Um, and basically just being engrossed in that different society, um, that Eastern European like, culture and the way that they live as well. And my cousins are, my uh, family over there like has a, their family farm and as well as they kind of work in those like smaller cities. Hmm. So that's a completely different type of community and culture. So I definitely think that's been something I carry close with me. You know, I can speak Croatian, my heritage and just my upbringing is really predominantly with that because most of my family uh, lives there. And it's really cool to see like how they react and what their values are and as well as just kind of being by the sea because we're right by the ocean. So Got it. Got it. Make sure you're uh, just make sure you're talking directly into the microphone uh, for this. Sure. I'm having a little bit of trouble. Um, so, uh, so what, what would you say is like your, your favorite summer back there? Was there something that your family did or experienced together that, that made it a particularly special summer back in Croatia? Ooh, um, probably <laughs> two summers ago. Yeah. 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 Um, was the FIFA world cup for soccer. Uh -huh. And Croatia made it to the number two spot and they had never gotten that far before. And we were in Croatia during the time. Nice. So that was super cool to experience um, just that whole country and how much like it was important to them with soccer. So we got to be part of that celebration. Nice, nice, nice. That's great. 
Um, so uh, uh, what else have you been doing in, in I guess, quarantine uh, these days? Have you um, found um, books you enjoy reading or how else have you sort of, um, do you have any tips for listeners, including myself, to be honest, of staying sane and feeling a little less isolated? Um, so I've been trying to read more. Yeah, definitely. Uh Um, right now I'm reading all the Kingsmen, which I know is kind of a heavy book, not any light reading. Um, (laughs) Right. That's okay. Yeah. But it's been fun because I feel like then my mom's an English teacher. And so we get to talk about literature together Uh and that's always been something kind of fun in my life. Um, but kind of to stay sane, honestly, I try to make myself like a list of things I want to get done for the day. And uh-huh. that way I can kind of plan it and make sure that it's not just lazy, you know? Yeah. Um, but then also trying to get out and like talk to my sister, talk to my mom sure. and, you know, FaceTime with friends. That way you can kind of be connected in that yeah. way. Basically. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. So was on your list to do today, like be on the podcast? <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> it was? Sweet. Yeah. I need you to send me a screen capture of that. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, that's that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that uh, that you. I think it makes a lot of sense to sort of say, "All right, this is you know, if, if I can pull this off, here's what I want to achieve today." I've been trying to get back yeah, to write exactly. um, it. I was um, I've been approved. I guess you say I, I don't know exactly how authors say it, but I've been approved to write this book, and I've got a deadline and all that, and I've written I don't know maybe a third, a quarter to a third of it, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's about sort of advice for young designers um, like myself in in the sort of entertainment world. And uh, now the entertainment world has sort of had, well, every part of the world really has had the rug pulled out from under it. But um, I feel like now I have to go back and revise like everything <laughs> I've said in the sense that I, I'm writing, I guess, for a, a new audience, you know, a new uh, yeah. collective problem that... Um, you know, that we artists are sort of forced to, to grapple with. Not to say that we can't. Yeah, it's for sure. It's a whole new, we've been thrown into a different pool all of a sudden. But, uh, but yeah, so what, um, what might you be looking forward to uh, when it comes to WashU? You said you visited already once, so you've at least seen the campus firsthand. Um, what made you kind of, what, what put WashU on your radar at all? Was it its proximity perhaps to Chicago? Uh, so I was looking um, at good pre-med schools that also had like a good, uh, how do I put it, just all around good standing, you know, like the Olin Business School is great, arts and sciences. And then once I actually heard about the Beyond Boundaries, uh, because that appealed to me so much with my like reason that I wanted, like my why question, uh, that basically if I got into the program I kind of told myself that this was the best place to be because no other program really had that accessibility to like all around sure 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 and plus the campus is gorgeous yes it is pretty (laughs) yeah 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 it is pretty um I'm not sure I think you were on the virtual tour I walked through campus the other day yeah um I remember seeing your name there that was really I sort of have to reiterate how strange it is to walk campus and not have not have this not have it be teeming with student energy you know it just it's like something's very very missing but um yeah it's surreal yeah i'd be remiss though that i didn't uh sort of touch on this as this part of your um your essay but you do mention business as well you say um through healthcare management courses you'll be equipped to integrate business practices practices into medicine 
creating innovative medical business models. So um, I, I think you are, um, you've entered, I don't think I know, you've entered into the arts and sciences school as a division. That's your home division for the most part. That's where you receive a four-year advisor. Um, but a great way to kind of, uh, a great school, I should I say, to sort of base yourself and take a class in business, take a class in, you know, other areas. But um, do you want to speak to that a little bit too, the sort of business side of your brain? Yes. So what I, when I kind of was looking into it, I realized that for this issue, it's one half of the issue is, you know, personally making sure that I have the good foundation to be, you know, a solid doctor, one that's able to treat patients and all that correctly. Uh, but for the leadership side, I realized that, you know, there are a lot of intelligent women in healthcare, you know, within the hospitals and organizations. So then I kind of thought to myself, like, why are they unable to, you know, to rise to the rank? Like, are they any less intelligent or qualified than their male counterparts? And the more I kind of thought about it and looked into it, I realized that that's not the answer. It's more of the business side and the practices alongside that. So I realized that in business school, I could learn the types of techniques and the models for healthcare management or even organizational studies. So what does it take to be a leader? How are leaders made and created? What is that strategy like mm -hmm. uh, when you get to those upper levels that distinguishes you from just primary doctors? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that um, women have often been denied high-level positions due to their over-reliance on emotion, but that's, I can't think of anything more um, rele relevant and important to healthcare than, than caring and being empathetic exactly. for, for the person, you know, that is your treating. So um, I couldn't agree more with that. That's uh, it's not a, it's not a bug. It's a feature, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So um, that's great. It's really a spectacular essay. And so I'm so glad that, um, you know, a lot of students, we, 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 I have to say, we read a lot of essays, but um, not all those students decide to come to Wash U, but um, it's yeah. great, great to see you pop up on the list as someone who, who said yes to us as much as we said yes to you. I had a, I had a, I, I applied for a teaching job years ago and I, I, my very first, um, uh, I guess you call it a breakfast meeting I had of a very too, too long, two day slog, um, I got a very good piece of wise advice from someone who turned out to be one of my sort of great mentors in life. And she said, you know, you're interviewing us as much as we're interviewing you. And, uh, and I take that to heart all the time. Like, you know, I, I want to make sure the fit is right, whether it be a job or a school in your case or anything, you know, make sure it's the right, right fit. So questions are good. When it comes to doing your your homework on a on a school, it sounds like you've done your homework on WashU for sure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what else uh, are you um, spending time on? You've said um, you mentioned a book you're reading, uh, doing some running with your sister. I trust your family is safe and healthy at the moment. Um, yeah. All, all five of you under one roof. That must be <laughs> can be cramped, <laughs> I guess, depending on the roof. A little. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, but um. But yeah, it's good to hear that you're at least surviving okay. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, do you have any, um, I've asked this of a few guests, um, any advice for students that um, are maybe considering 
um, uh, an interdisciplinary path of study. It doesn't have to be, you know, sort of uh, female leadership in healthcare, but um, do you have any kind of advice for students thinking about writing an essay right now, perhaps? Sure. So, honestly, I think that it's important to, one, have a base idea of what you're interested in, and then think of it less as just one major, but what you actually want, how you want that to fit in your life in the future, the next four years, and then what the next four years will kind of bring after that. Um, if you know of any problems within that, or even just something that's interesting to you, um, right. kind of build off of that and see how else is that affected because you know no problem is truly isolated in the world like it has different connections and relations to different aspects of study so I'm yeah. sure that it's you just have to look you have to take a step back I think and look at your idea and interest and then how would that look to a different group of people to a different mindset or perspective or country and I think from them that could kind of help you create more ideas and that's yeah. once specifically for this uh, essay, look, research into WashU. They definitely have, you know, so many options for courses that I think that your interest will end up, you can form it. Yeah, that's very wise advice. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> Thank you. it brings to mind the kind of the sort of life work balance, you know, that you have to not only choose what you want to do with your life from a work standpoint, but also what, how to make a meaningful life out of that yeah. I mean, you know means touching on that we've there's a great number of students i read a book uh called generation z gen z goes to college and um it really talks about your generation of students being particularly um seeking a blend of both obviously work but also um a way an avenue you might say to making an impact on the world you know that you've for 18 years, roughly, you've gone through life hearing about all the problems that we face as a society, and certainly we're in the midst of one right now. But you're yeah. you're uh, you're also uh, driven to fix them, and I find that really uh, encouraging. So, um, well, this has been fun. Um, it's good to get to know you, Maya. I appreciate your, Thank your you. time. I'm doing this, um, and I look forward to uh, to finally meeting you. Um, Face to face at some point soon, but uh, in the me in the meantime, I hope you and your family stay healthy and wash your hands a lot, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I've been ending almost every class. My online classes have been, as my students will tell you, I've been ending almost every one with "wash your hands, wash your hands." <laughs> as, as, as they all click, as they all click leave meeting, they're all they're hearing me say "wash your hands," so they're like, "Yeah, Rob, whatever." So. Um, but Maya, thanks for your time. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely.